Welcome to the Stylist Live Podcast. You're about to hear from alternative therapist Jodie Shield as she shares her expert tips on how to manage anxiety. Good morning, everyone. Oh, I hope you can hear me. Uh, my name's Alex. I'm from the Stylist Features team. Um, thank you all for coming this morning and getting up early on a Sunday morning. I'm really, really excited about our next speaker. We, uh, we actually did a feature on anxiety a few weeks ago and it got such a huge response. And I mean, even bigger than we sort of expected. Um, although I guess, you know, something like 20% of the population suffer from some form of anxiety disorder. So I guess it's not that surprising. But, um, but yeah, today, renowned alternative therapist Jodie Shield is here to talk about the seven simple tools which can soothe anxiety symptoms. There'll then be 10 minutes where she'll answer your questions, so, um, so have those prepared. And then we'll finish off with a 10-minute meditation, which should ease us into our Sunday properly. But first, let me tell you a little bit more about her. Uh, as well as an alternative therapist, Jodie is an inspirational speaker and writer. Using a powerful form of energy clearing, she's helped clients release deep-seated and often hidden stresses. Those clients include Nike, Live Nation, Frame, and she also has residencies across London with a Soho house group. She's basically the woman keeping London calm, which uh, anyone who, who commutes in the morning knows is no mean feat. So please, could you join me in giving a huge round of applause for Jodie Shield. Hello, so nice to see so many of you. Um, welcome to this wellbeing session about anxiety. What I'd like to do first of all actually is to uh, get us a little bit warmed up if that's okay. So I'm just going to put my clicker down for a minute. We're going to do some tapping. Put your hands up if you've heard of tapping. Okay, quite a few of you, great. Okay, so I'm not going to explain too much about it now. I'll go on to explain a bit about it later on. But we're just going to dive straight in. And this is a bit weird and wonderful, so bear with me but it really helps anxiety and symptoms of anxiety. What I'd like you to do, first of all, is have a think about something in your life at the moment that you are feeling a bit stressed out about or a bit anxious or a bit overwhelmed about. Have a little think, just take a couple of seconds to think about what that might be. The first thing that comes to mind is usually the thing that you're ready to work with or focus on. So have a little think. And when you've got that thing, and if, you, if you're struggling to think about what that thing might be now, don't worry, we can just um, do some general tapping around releasing emotions behind what's generally going on in your life. If you've got a thing that you want to focus on, I'd like you to um, rate it from a scale between 0 and 10, 10 being the worst that you feel about this thing at the moment. It's not a 0 because you wouldn't have thought about it, so have a little think about what it might be. I'm sure everyone has something by now. So what I'd like you to do is take one of your hands, whichever comes naturally to you. So for me, it's the left, because I'm right-handed. Left or right hand. And I'd like you to take the three fingers of the other hand. I use three fingers of the other hand just so it feels like a solid thing. And I'd like you to start, I know that probably, can everybody see me at the back? I'd like you to start gently tapping on the outside of your hand with the three fingers. Is everyone doing it? I can't see. I hope you are all doing it. I can I'm going to put my glasses on in a minute so I can see if you're doing it or not. Okay. So I'd like you to repeat after me. 
I know that some of you don't know each other, most of you don't know each other, but it's like, that's okay, you'll be friends by the end of this. I'm joking. <laughs> um, it's okay, don't worry. Um, so, I'm going to lead you uh, through a round of tapping now, and all, all you're going to do is repeat after me. So, even though, even though I'm, feeling I'm feeling really overwhelmed, Pretty stressed, out. Pretty stressed out, quite anxious. Quite anxious. I've, got so I've got so much on my plate right now. I really don't know what to address first. But I accept myself anyway. Or at least I'm willing to try. Good. Even though, Even though I'm feeling really overwhelmed, feeling really overwhelmed. with everything that I've got going on right now, I'm so, stressed out. I'm so stressed out, and I feel really anxious every day. I'm so overwhelmed right now, but I accept myself anyway, or at least I'm willing to try. Good. Keep going. Even though, Even though I'm, feeling I'm feeling pretty overwhelmed, pretty overwhelmed. Quite, anxious. quite anxious, I've got so much going on right now. I don't know what to tackle first. It's all very overwhelming. But I accept myself anyway. Or at least I'm willing to try. Good. Now, take two fingers of that same hand. And I want you to tap either beginning of either eyebrow. So choose an eyebrow. I told you it was weird and wonderful. But it works, otherwise I wouldn't be on here teaching it to you. So tapping the eyebrow point, OK? And I want you just to, we're going to shorten what we were saying before. So we're just going to say, I'm really overwhelmed. So now you're tapping on the side of the eye, the, where the bone is, just around the side of the eye here. Yeah. I'm really stressed out. Good. Under the eye gently, because it's soft skin here. Under the eye. I'm so overwhelmed with everything that's got, that I've got going on. Good. Top lip. I'm really anxious about it all. Chin. I don't know what I'm going to tackle first. Then if you take the whole hand like this and tap over the V-bone, where a man ties a bow tie, just tap here. I'm really overwhelmed right now. Now, if you just tap under the arm where your bra strap is, any men, you know where the bra strap is anyway, so it's fine. <laughs> just tap under the arm here. I'm so overwhelmed with everything. Yeah, top of the head, really just wherever, great, wherever, wherever, <laughs> the top of the head, there's loads of different points here, so just tap all over, yeah, and I'm really anxious right now. Even though you might not feel anxious right now, you've got stuff going on behind the scenes, so this is, this is good. Okay, one more round of this just so that you get it. Again, eyebrow, either eyebrow, so I'm feeling really anxious, side of the eye, I've got so much going on in my life right now. Under the eye, I'm juggling so many things. Top lip, everyone wants a piece of me. Chin, I don't know what to tackle first. Now, the whole hand like this over the B bone, good. I've got so much going on. Under the arm where the bra strap is, good. You'll remember this one, won't you, at this point? Um, there's so much going on in my life. And then top of the head. And I'm so overwhelmed right now. Nice. Now take a nice big deep breath in and release out. Good. Okay. 
Now, what I'd like you to do is just tune back in to the thing that you brought to the table. So whatever it was that you were thinking about before we started tapping. And just see if the number's lowered at all. It might have stayed the same. It might have increased, and that's OK. Sometimes other things start coming to the surface when we do some tapping. Good. Take another nice deep breath in. And release. OK. Good. How are you feeling? A little better? <laughs> We're going to do more of that in a minute. OK. So um, yeah, it's really nice to be here again. Really nice. I'm going to talk to you a little bit about anxiety. Um, my main intention today is to teach you seven tools that you can really, as soon as you leave this room, you can activate immediately if you want to. I, before you start frantically taking notes, if any of you do, if you want to, that's fine. But I'm going to give you an opportunity to give me your email address at the end so I can recap on all of the notes, plus send you some of my guided meditations as well. So don't worry too much about taking notes if you're a note taker. If you want to, that's fine, though. OK, good. In fact, just take a nice deep breath in for a minute. Close your eyes. Take a really nice deep breath in. Because when we're anxious and stressed out, we do forget to breathe deeply. That's one of the main things that we forget to do. OK, so I'm sure many of us can relate to this. I worked for 10 years in some of the big ad agencies across London as a business director, so I can totally relate to this. Um, and I'm very, very well familiar of, with the uh, landscape of the corporate world. And many of us do feel like this. You know, I don't have to tell you this, but stress is an epidemic. Um, it's become our default state. It has totally become the norm when people say to us, how are you doing? How many times do we say, oh, I'm really good. I'm just very stressed out. <laughs> or I'm, I'm OK. I'm just really stressed out. You know, it's become our condition response. It's become a way of being, of living. And the thing is, back in the day when we were hunter-gatherers, um, the stress reaction was a really natural re reaction because a saber-toothed tiger would come out of the, wood the woodwork, the trees, and it would try and attack us, and we'd sense that. And what would happen is we'd go into the stress response to pump full of adrenaline so we could run away. So we don't have that problem anymore. I'd love it if we do, because I love tigers. But we don't have that problem anymore. But what we're not doing is giving ourselves time to rest and recharge after moments of stress. And so we're, we're living in a, in, a, in a state of being chronically stressed out. So if you think about when we're stressed out, the there's a, there's a huge chemical reaction that happens in the body, and it releases cortisol into the bloodstream. And when we get time to chill out after, we release the cortisol naturally from the bloodstream. But because we're on to the next thing, on to the next thing, on to the next thing, we're, we're constantly being pumped full of cortisol. And so, yeah, it's not our natural way of being. And so it's a shame that we've come to this, but there obviously are many reasons for it. So we're overwhelmed with content as well. Now, you know, you know that when you open your laptop in the morning, you're saturated with stuff. <laughs> Emails, social media, email newsletters, whatever. There's so much going on. And especially if we're, we're, in, we're serving people, like if you're in the client service industry, like advertising or something, um, you're serving people day in, day out. So you'll constantly feel like you're on call and beholden to their requests. And Nielsen, who like are, they measure like advertising and media sales in the industry, they, they say that the amount of content that we're getting bombarded with is set to double over the next 18 months. 
which is scary. It's, and I work in health and well-being, and I, even I'm overwhelmed by the amount of stuff that is going on in my industry. So I can't, you know, I can remember what it was like being in um, the corporate world and, and the, the, the kind of the mainstream world. And this is such a common thing as well. And it's not judging anyone in this room. I can fall into the, my kind of default is to be a bit of a people pleaser because that's the way we've been brought up. We've been brought up that it's great to, we have to say yes to everything because then we'll be really good and it'll be all positive and everybody will, you know, benefit. And we forget to say no to people when it doesn't feel right to us. And actually, why this is important is because we're, we're energy, right? Quantum physics scientists prove it over and over again. We're energy. So that means that we, we're like a battery and we have a finite amount of energy. And the majority of us, because we don't have anything to help us recharge during the day, by the end of the day, we are exhausted. We're totally depleted. We've been running on empty for the past eight hours or whatever. And so when we say, keep saying yes to people, we're giving more and more and more of our energy and focus away. But when we start saying no to people, even though it feels really uncomfortable when we do it, when we start doing it, when we start saying no and taking back the power of our no, we're reserving a little bit of us for ourselves. Just something to bear in mind. Much of what I'm saying, I guess I would just ask you just to remain open to the possibilities of some of the stuff that I'm saying, because it might be really new to you. Might not be. We're addicts. I'm going to skim really quickly over this slide, because I hate the label addicts. But, and it doesn't mean that we're you know, heroin addicts on the street at all. We're workaholics. We're addicted to being busy. We are addicted to coffee. I, it's the one thing I refuse to give up, <laughs> coffee. Yeah, so we're, we're addicts. So what do all of these things mean? Or what do all these things kind of point to? This. And, you know, pretty much everyone in this room struggles with anxiety because you wouldn't be here, I'm guessing. And I remember when I worked in the corporate world um, feeling really anxious in the agencies. I felt, a lot of the time I felt like I was an imposter there, actually. I felt immediately like I wasn't good enough, and I'd start comparing myself to other people, thinking like, yeah, I'm definitely not as good as them. I'm not doing a good enough job as they are. And it is crippling. And it affects us in many different ways. For me, of course, I, you know, my, everything in me seizes up, and I get a lot of pain in my body. And also, I find it really hard to breathe. And some of you who are severe anxiety sufferers, sufferers will will really relate to this because it is crippling. It stops you in your tracks. And it's very hard to let the emotional charge and everything else that's going on, and it's a mental health condition, so you've got lots of stuff going on in your brain, but it's very hard to kind of let that go and give yourself a clear head to move on and forward. So what causes it? I'm not going to go too deep with this, but I just wanted to mention a few things because some of what I say might be very different to what is out there on the internet. As a therapist, as an alternative therapist, I see us all as walking history books. I see us all as walking history books. And what do I mean by that? I mean that we've got lots of old information from our past. For example, when we experience stuff, possibly in childhood, but when we experience stuff throughout our lives, and it's a trauma. For example, if we have a fear of public speaking now, it's very likely that can be traced back to 
a, a very early memory of you're five years old, you're standing in front of a room full of people in your classroom, and you're about to read out loud for the first time. And you're reading, and you mess up a word. And in that moment, maybe someone laughs at you, but they're not laughing at you, maybe they're just laughing generally. In that moment, it's like we take a Polaroid picture of the memory of us reading out loud, and we trap the emotional charge, the way that we felt in that moment, into the Polaroid picture, and then we just put it in us somewhere. So we're like a big history book of all of, this, all of these Polaroid pictures, and we're, we've got tons of this stuff going on. And so fast forward to now, and you're about to get on stage just like I did, or you're about to present in front of a, a boardroom of people or whatever, and you start completely stressing out, your, your palms get sweaty. What's happening is you're being triggered and reminded of, first of all, that, probably that earliest memory when you're reading out loud in, in school, and then any other memories after that where you've messed up a word or you've read something and you've made a mistake or whatever it is. So that's what I mean by past experiences. And again, just remain open to the possibilities of what I'm saying. Allow it to sit with you and see how it feels. And you might start hearing more of what I'm talking about following this talk. The other thing is that it can be very inherited from your genetic information, your parents, your family system. Um, I realized when I was going through my anxiety that my granddad had severe anxiety when we were growing up. Yet back then it wasn't called anxiety, it was just called worries. You know, and it, it, obviously it's the same thing. And he used to get really, really bad um, stomach problems with it. And he was, you know, we just knew that he was the, the granddad that, you know, just worried about everything. And like, we just, you know, we just like laugh it off, I suppose, a little bit. But I can see now that he was a really severe anxiety sufferer. And then also this fear of losing control as well. We can all relate to that when we um, think about anxiety. And really, it's about a lot of the time anxiety comes on when we're afraid of um, situations beyond our control. And when we try and think about trying to control outside circumstances which we can't control, we get worried and anxious. So it's a fear of losing control. And then the rest you know, is stuff that you already can know about, and um, unhealthy life habits. Like we, you know, we, we medicate a lot with drink and drugs and everything else that's going on and stress. And so this kind of thing happens to us. I'm sure many of us can relate to insomnia. I know I, I get insomnia sometimes before I'm doing an event and not necessarily because I'm nervous about it, just I've got loads of things that I want to say. And it causes, you know, all manner of different things and I'm, you know, I'm not going to scare you all with stuff, which is a good thing, you know, it's good that I'm here to teach you stuff to combat this. Good. So, here's the tools. I want to talk a little bit about the tools now. What do I mean that it's an inside-out journey? I want you to remain open again, and I'll keep saying this, remain open to the possibilities, but when we remain open to some of the stuff that we're learning, it will go in, you'll absorb the information much easier than you will when you, when you question stuff. But it's healthy to question stuff as well. We are... We're creating our outside world in every moment without realizing it, really. We're creating our outside world through our thoughts, feelings, and beliefs about ourselves. So when we want to change something in our outside world, especially when we want to look at how do we heal ourselves in some way from anxiety, depression, stress, there's a piece of work that we need to do which is all about looking inside ourselves. And 
looking inside and seeing where inside us it originates from because we're creating our outside world in every moment. So that's why I mean it's an inside out journey. So just again, let that sit with you. Okay. Everyone okay now? Yeah. Let's take another nice big deep breath in actually before we start with the tools, it's really good. So just close your eyes again. Just let go of everything that I've just said because you know that you'll retain what's important to you and you'll let go of everything else. So just take a nice deep breath in, closing your eyes and releasing. And another nice big deep breath in and releasing. And really honoring yourselves for showing up today. Good. Does anyone journal at the moment? Yeah. Anyone else's hand up? Okay, good. Everything I'm talking about here is only in this slide deck because I use it myself and I teach it to clients and, and it really works. And I'm, I'm writing a book at the moment. So every morning, because I have quite an, I'm quite a hyper, overactive, hyperactive kind of person because I'm very sensitive to energy and because I'm very tuned into things that are going on outside me, I get very easily affected by stuff. So, so I have to really work hard to manage my own well-being and my energy levels. And occasionally, well, actually more than occasionally, my mind will start going into overdrive. And, and sometimes it starts as soon as I wake up in the morning, actually. Sometimes I've had a bit of a wacky dream the night before. And I'll start by really questioning and trying to interpret what, what's going on in the dream. And so what I've really found helps and also really sets the day off in a really positive way for me is that I have a, an A4 notepad next to my bed. It's blank, and I'll tell you why it's blank in a minute. So what I do is I wake up in the morning and I sit down while I'm having breakfast. Maybe I wake up five minutes extra early. And I basically just download everything that's going on in my mind, and I write. And it's not in, it's not in sentences. It's actually really, it's just junk. It's, it's mind junk. And I'm just giving it an opportunity to just be seen on a page. So I'll spend time, literally, and I might fill, depending how much time I've got, I might fill two sides of A4 up, literally just writing and writing. I'm not reading it back. And I'm not judging myself. That's the most important thing. I'm not judging myself. Sometimes it's really dark stuff. And I'm like, where is that coming from? And I'm not judging myself. I'm just letting myself write. And so what I find is like, once all of that stuff in your mind is out on a page, you feel much clearer. You feel like there's much more space in your mind. And then what I do at the end of it is I'll just throw it away. Or some of you might want to burn it. I don't know. Because <laughs> it's quite a cleansing process. So you might want to burn it as well. The point is you don't need to revisit it, revisit it again. It's done, it's out there, it's gone. When this becomes your practice and you start doing it every morning, you really notice the difference. If some of you are writers and journalists, I'd highly recommend this. Because it's really, really effective. And you can do it in the morning first thing or and in the evening as well. Sometimes I'll do it at the end of the day. 
If you have a really high-pressure job, you might want to have another notepad next to it and write down your to-do list as well at the same time. Yeah, so that's the first thing, is really just emptying your mind. Now, I know that some of you might have heard this, some of you know it in theory, but how many of you actually do it? This is the thing, with a lot of this stuff, or maybe not a lot, maybe a couple of tools you might recognize. And you might think, well, I know this already. And when you think, I know this already, that's your mind taking you out. So when you think, I know this already, just remember what I said and take your awareness back to what we're saying. Because again, how many of you actually put these things into practice? I can't help you. I can if you came to see me in a one-on-one, -on -one, but I'm not here to, I can't take you in a room and lock the door and get you to do this stuff. You've got to take responsibility for yourselves and your own journey after this session if you want to use some of these tools. So it's about you taking responsibility for yourself. Okay, this is really interesting. Okay, and this is all about surrendering and letting go. Because one of the contributing factors around anxiety, really, or something that causes it, is that fear of not being able to control things. And I think we all can relate to that. I certainly can. When you, I mean, life is happening all around us anyway. Whether we try and control it or not, it's happening anyway all around us. And you'll know that when you're off the radar for a couple of days and you come back to your stuff, nothing really happens, does it? It's in your mind you're thinking, oh, God, I'm going to lose this client. Everything's going to go wrong. But actually, when you step away and you go back, you realize that everything's just kind of the same and everything's there and you can just pick it up where you left off. So this is all about surrendering the need to control the situation. It's really good when you're feeling anxious about something. And I'm going to mention my friend here because she very much taught me this tool. And she's called Louise Androlia. And she also is a, well, she was a chronic anxiety sufferer. And she said to me, and it's something that I do as well, is that every morning I wake up and it, the first thing I do is say, I surrender. And your boyfriend or girlfriend might be like, what are you doing? That's really weird. But actually, if you get into a practice of surrendering and just saying to yourself, I surrender, what those words do is it connects to your brain and the endless chatter that's going on. And it's almost like it, it says to the brain, just, just chill for a minute. Just chill for a minute. Slow it down just for a minute. And you're saying, I surrender. You're letting go of trying to control what it is that you're worrying about controlling. You're letting it go. And when you say it, it's, it's bizarre how this happens, but it just feels like it, there's a little bit of relief. It feels like you're just letting a little bit of the burden and the heaviness on the shoulders just relax for a minute. So saying I surrender is really just about relaxing and moving more into the flow of stuff. So if you say it every morning, that's how you start the day off. I surrender. I surrender. I know this day is going to be fucking great, but I surrender, and I know that all these great things are going to happen anyway, and I don't need to worry about trying to control things. And I know it's very easy for me to say, sit standing up here, being a bit of a self-help expert. However, it really has helped me. Like I said, I wouldn't be teaching you these things unless they'd really helped me out of some very sticky situations. So I surrender, surrender, let go. Surrender control. Okay, this is super simple, but 
what I'm going to do is I'm going to couple deep breathing with tapping. So I want you to, as we did at the beginning with this hand here, I want you to just start tapping the, the V bone. And I want you to close your eyes, and I want you to take some deep breaths in. And what you'll find is, especially if you practice this, that your breathing will become much deeper. Much e it'll, there won't be much resistance around breathing. You'll be able to breathe in much, much more easily. And your airwaves, your airwaves, your airwaves will expand. And what you can do is you can get the oxygen and the life force and the nourishment to the places that really need it the most. Because when we're stressed and anxious, we forget to breathe. We shallow breathe. And when we're, you know, when we're babies, we're born with this beautiful flowing breath, and we don't even think about it. And then as we, as we grow up and grow older, and we, come, and we experience more things and fears and traumas and stuff, lots of things get in the way until <sighs> we're really only using the top of our bodies to breathe into, shallow breathing. When you tap on the V-spot at the same time, you're opening up the airways, you're allowing more oxygen in. So when you're going through a really anxious place or period, when you tap alongside, I mean, not only will this just calm you down anyway, because it's a really, it's a wonderfully calming tool, this will calm you down anyway, but you'll also be able to get more oxygen to the places that need, need it the most. So breathing whilst tapping is a really, really, really useful tool as well. Okay, how many of you use affirmations? Yeah, or know what they are, yeah, brilliant, wonderful. Affirmations are really effective, however, sometimes when we've got really opposing stuff going on in our mind and we say things like, I choose to relax, your, your mind chat will be like, no, I can't relax, what are you talking about, I don't relax. And that will stop it, the affirmation and the energy of the affirmation from going in. Some people, you know, and affirmations are brilliant. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it, but I want to show you another way. So, you know, aff affirming words, you know, just that we are energy, like I said at the beginning, words are energy. So positive words are positive, you know, carry positive energy. So we're using positive words in our lives much more, and we can still swear, I swear like a trooper still. Um, when we're using positive words in our lives more, we'll feel, naturally, we'll just feel more uplifted and, and we'll feel more kind of positive feelings coming out. So, again, affirmations are really good. You can, you can introduce this as like a morning practice or an evening practice. What I suggest you do alongside the affirmation is actually do some tapping. Because when you tap whilst saying something that's positive, you immediately tune into any resistance that's there. Any resistance that's saying, I, there's no way that I can possibly relax in the situation because everything's going to, the world's going to end, or whatever it is that we're telling ourselves. Um, so when you tap at the same time as saying positive affirmations, again, it, it connects to any emotional charge or any resistance, and it neutralizes it straight away. So I'd like us to, to practice this now. So just get back to the first point when we were tapping. And I'd like you just to repeat after me. So let's, let's, let's start with, okay. So I choose to be calm now. I choose to relax now. I choose to move through this now. I choose to know that there's another way. I choose to surrender now. Good. 
So those of you who do affirmations already, you might notice the difference. Again, it's you're affirming with positive words, and those positive words sometimes bring up resistance. So the tapping helps neutralize the resistance. So again, really effective when they're combined. Okay? And I can send you a whole load of affirmations as well after this talk. Good. Okay. This is an interesting one, and I, I'm sure when I've spoken to people about anxiety in the past, a few people have said, oh, we, we kind of have been told to do this by a therapist or a psychologist or whoever. Okay, remain open to the possibility that emotions are energy in motion moving through the body. Energy, just energy moving through the body, they get blocked. So we've got lots of blockages in our system. And so because of the way that the world is going and we're very stimulated by technology and we, we're quite disconnected, even though I was watching a TED talk last night and the guy was saying how, you know, social media, we think we're a much more connected society because we're, you know, always on social media and engaging and stuff. And what that's done though is it's disconnected us from having face-to-face -face time with people. It's also disconnected us from our own feelings because many of us are, if we're really honest with ourselves, many of us are, af are afraid of feeling our feelings because we probably think that feeling our feelings will mean that we'll either go into some kind of nervous breakdown, which many of us believe, and I'm sure I did for a, you know, quite a while. We'll go into some kind of meltdown or breakdown, and we just don't have time for that in our lives, basically, do we? We don't have time for that in our lives. But actually, when we have an intention to connect more to us and, and, and what we're feeling, and just ask ourselves to just open the emotion because we're super intelligent. We don't, you know, if we ask ourselves to do something, the chances are our intelligence will take us to exactly the right place that we need to be. For example, if I'm feeling butterflies or anxiety in my tummy, which, you know, because the tummy is the majority of the nervous system, that's usually when where anxiety congregates. If I'm feeling butterflies in my tummy, rather than just kind of like disconnecting from it and, you know, freaking out more, I'll actually have an intention just to kind of, just to sit, so I'll maybe sit on a chair, and I'll, I'll just kind of be with my tummy. I'll take all my awareness from here into the tummy, and I might breathe into it, and I'll just sit with the feelings. I'll sit with the feelings, and I'll ask myself to feel the feelings. Feel the feelings. And I might say, I might ask to give the feeling space as well. And, and what you'll notice happens when you allow yourself to feel the feelings or feel the emotion, however awful it might, it, you might imagine it to be before you've even gone there. You know, sometimes we feel like it's a, this is like a Pandora's box a little bit. Once we open ourselves up, oh God, what is going to happen? But when we go there and start feeling into these emotions, and allowing ourselves to experiencing them, what, what will happen is they'll just kind of pass through the body harmlessly. You know, it might get a little bit more intense for a couple of seconds, but then pretty soon it'll start just moving through the body and, and leaving on its own accord, and you'll feel much better in a shorter space of time. So party with it. The next time you're feeling something in the body, emotions, they aren't just, they're not just labels like, I'm feeling happy, I'm feeling sad, I'm feeling joyful, I'm feeling appreciative. They're a response in the body. So when someone says, how are you feeling? Instead of like, oh, I'm happy or sad or whatever, go into the body and notice how you're feeling in the body. You might feel tight. You might feel uh, resistance. You might feel everything closing down. 
Do you kind of see the difference? Yeah, no one's nodding. Is my mic still on? <laughs> Good. So partying with it allows them to transform faster. Okay, the next thing is tapping. We did some tapping at the beginning, which is brilliant. So, and this is what I'm going to send you for homework. This is a diagram of the tapping points here. And I'm going to send you this. You can see all of the points that we just whizzed through at the beginning. It's kind of quite nice. It's in a sequence. Um, when you use the tapping tool, you don't need to fully remember every single point if you're in a sticky situation. You can just start tapping on the collarbone. You know, you don't want to start doing all this on the tube because people will just laugh at you. But actually, what, what's interesting, and I, and I work in Shoreditch House a lot. Many of you will know Shoreditch House. I work in there quite a lot. And when I'm you know, going through a sticky situation, I'm just, I just start tapping away. And actually, people come over, and they're not really like, staring at me because I'm weird. They're staring at me because they want to know what I'm doing. So if anything, it's a good conversation starter. If anyone's looking to, to date at the moment, maybe that's a good conversation <laughs> starter for dating. <laughs> OK. So again, how it works with the anxiety is that you will um, think about something that you're struggling with. So it might be I'm anxious or overwhelmed. It might be I'm feeling really nervous about this presentation that I'm going to give. It might be I'm feeling really overwhelmed with juggling family. And whatever the issue is, you can just take the issue, rate it, like we did at the beginning, between a scale of 0 to 10, 10 being the worst that you feel about it. The reason we rate it is so that the mind can appreciate when you've had a shift. And a shift is when the number goes down. A shift is when the number so you get it consciously. And then you'll start working with the phrase. So for example, I'm not going to do this again because we did it at the beginning, but say for example, I'm anxious and overwhelmed. So I'll rate it, maybe I'm feeling an eight. And I'll be like, even though I'm feeling really anxious and overwhelmed, and then you might, you might want to talk through it a little bit. Um, I really don't know what's going on in my life. I feel very out of control. I feel very overwhelmed. Everything's rising to the surface. But I accept myself anyway, or at least I'm willing to try. The reason you phrase it in that way is that you're effectively saying, even though I have this stuff going on in my life, it's OK because I'm all right. I'm still here, and I accept myself anyway. And so that's the kind of that's the structure of what you're tapping through, saying, even though I've got this awful thing that's going on right now, it's OK. I choose to relax because I'm all right. OK. And then you'll tap, and you'll just keep tapping until you feel relieved about it. And you might feel other things coming up. You might feel other memories opening up. That's really good. It means that things are releasing. OK. And, and I guess when you're in the workplace, practically speaking, and you're feeling really, really anxious, just take yourself off to the loo and just do some tapping. Or I just used to teach everyone in my office, my old office tapping. And everyone loves it because it just, it's a self-help tool that helps everybody. And, um, and if, you're, if you haven't got time to go to the loo, just, just take a couple of minutes, just tap on the collarbone point. And that will help just start to relax you a little bit. OK? OK. So the next thing is something we're going to do at the end, so I'm not going to talk too much about it, but meditation. How many of you meditate? Good. Wonderful. I guess you've heard of Headspace. Some of you use Headspace. It's a brilliant app, Headspace. Really good. I'm a meditation ambassador for a brand called Lululemon, and I run meditation sessions all over London. Um, and we're going to do 10 minutes meditation at the end anyway. Yeah, and it's very guided as well, so you don't need to worry about doing anything. OK, so I think we've got some Q&As now. So thank you very much for listening. Thank you.
trying to grab my glasses so I can see people when they... Gosh, yeah. that was amazing. Okay, so I've definitely got to try this tapping when I'm on a deadline. I'm going to ask you a question first because I know we've spoken before um, a little bit about your background and how you actually got into alternative therapy. Yeah. So I was just wondering if you could explain a little bit to the audience about that because I think it's such a fascinating story. Yeah, 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 of course. Okay, so... Um, about five years ago, I was facing a real meltdown in my company, and I was just really overworked, overexhausted, and I found myself in bed with chronic stress for two weeks, and I, t I made a decision to um, book a one-way ticket to South America to kind of like find myself or whatever it was, and what I ended up doing when I was there is I ended up in deep in the jungle, in the Amazon jungle, with an indigenous tribe taking ayahuasca. Has anyone heard of ayahuasca? Yeah, good. It's all right. It's, it's, you can put your hand up. I know it's illegal in this country, but it's all right to put your hand up. <laughs> and I'm not endorsing ayahuasca, by the way, but um, if any of you are in South America, go and do it. It'll change your life. Um, and I found myself with a tribe, and I, I took... So ayahuasca is a plant medicine. It's a hallucinogenic there's lots of documentaries about it at the moment. They do ceremonies in London, which is crazy, in a, in a flat in Dalston somewhere. It is not a party drug, by the way. Please don't be... A lot, I don't know what people are doing with it, but anyway, it's a very spiritual, very healing experience. And it basically shows you lots of stuff that you've got going on in your life and how to heal with it. Um, I had an eating disorder for 10 years. I had bulimia, and it was, ve it was very hidden inside me. I, didn't, I was in denial... Um, to myself that I had it, and it's an addiction. Um, and I went into there, I did ayahuasca, and when I came out of the ayahuasca experience, seven ceremonies later, not only was I kind of like, oh, gee, what's just happened to me? I felt like a snowstorm, everything had kind of been tossed around. Um, but I was completely cured from bulimia, and it, it's, it's very, you know, it's an addiction, and I know that many of you here will be sitting, watching me talk about this now, and I know that you'll be struggling with it because it's, eating disorders is such a big problem in our society at the moment. But yeah, and I cured myself from bulimia, and I became a vegetarian. I don't know what that's about, but I'm craving meat now, now on a separate subject. I don't know why. Um, I don't I need a steak or something. Um, I haven't eaten meat for five years. So yeah, so that's what happened. And then when I, I came, you know, and I went to work to save the children a bit in Ecuador um, on a mar in marketing role. And then when I, I kind of knew that, you know, my life would not be the same again, but I had no idea like what was next or how to get there really. And I, I spent a lot of time worrying about what the next steps were and trying to find it out and trying to control where I was supposed to go next with all this. And then I had a really weird eat, pray, love moment where I was sitting at my desk in my office and I had this inner voice that literally boomed out, quit your job. And I was buying a house at the time, and I hadn't discussed this with anybody in my life, really. Not, my mum didn't know. My mum's like the first person I go and consult with, usually. She didn't know. And I was like, what? And it was like I was talking to this weird like, thing that was there. I don't know why I'm pointing upwards. Anyway, and it just kept saying, quit your job. And it was, all, it felt, it was obviously coming from inside me somehow, but I was like... I remember going to the loo, I was having a debate with this voice going, I'm buying a house, are you sure that I'm going to be able to afford to do this? You know, I'm worried about money. And it just kept saying, quit your job, quit your job, quit your job. I was like, oh, fuck, okay, if that's going to make you shut up, I will. So I went and I quit my job on the spot. And yeah, that moment, it was like it created this kind of weird trust thing between myself and me. And maybe, you know, I am spiritual, so I believe in that there's something out there. I'm not necessarily sure that it's called God or anything, but it's something out there. It's a force, maybe, that's greater than us. 
And uh, yeah, in that moment, I kind of trusted that I'd be okay. And I was like, okay, I'm doing what you ask. And, you know, we're negotiating here. Show me, show me what I've got to do next. And yeah, and I, I left my job. And this kind of business emerged from the ashes, really. And it was, you know, I just think when you really surrender and let go of like what's next and, and stop worrying about the next step, which is, you know, many of us are hardwired to do, more amazing things can come in because you're not expecting them to come in. So more, even more amazing things can come in and blow your mind. Okay. Thank you. Pleasure. Um, I told you it was interesting. Um, <laughs> does anyone have any questions that they'd like to put to Jodie and looking out? There's a lady down here. Actually. Um, what are your views on medication for anxiety? Medication? Okay. My views on medication, sometimes we need medication. And there's definitely a role for it. And I think if you're really struggling with severe anxiety, there's a role for the medication. And if you go to your doctor and if you're extremely, extremely stressed out, you might just need something to calm you down, to get you back into the present a little bit more. And then, what, so I work with a lot of people who are on medication as well. And what I do really complements that. And then I support them to move, to, to reduce the medication and then to move off it at the right time. But you know, personally, I don't really take anything, but I'm, it doesn't mean to say that I'm not um, a supporter of medication as and when the time is right. Does that make sense? Anyone else? We've actually only got time for one anyway, because we're going to... Come on! Um, lady in the front here. <laughs> Hello. I think it's more just to kind of um, reiterate kind of what you said. It's I'm in a very similar situation to you. I quit my job three weeks ago. I was absolutely Amazing. miserable. Uh, and it's kind of more to people in, more to people in this place to say... I love um, it. Well done. It's more kind of like a bit of a thing to you. If there's anybody here thinking about quitting their job, the last three weeks, my life has changed. Like, I feel amazing, and mentally I'm kind of starting to feel better, and I'm in the ashes at the minute going, shit, what the hell am I going to do? But mentally I feel so much better already. Yeah, and I think, you know, just to kind of reiterate what you've said, I think it really, Thank it you. really works. Thank so. you, yeah. And that renewed energy that comes through from that will create amazing things in the outside world. Because remember, it's an inside-out journey. We create what's going on in our lives, you know, from the inside. So naturally, when you're now having space to just rebuild yourself, <laughs> I'm sure that's what you're going through at the moment. Yeah. yeah, rebuilding yourself, that fresh energy and fresh lust for life and passion and perspective will come through and create something amazing in the outside world. I had nothing to go to. I didn't have another job to go to. I was buying a house at the time. I had financial commitments coming out of my, I'm just going to say arsehole, I'm going to say it. Arsehole. <laughs> so I had nothing to go to next. I'm in the same boat. Yeah. But I kind of, I feel really good for doing it. Great. Like mentally, I'm just like, like, loads of things are happening where I'm kind of starting to, like I got free tickets to Stylist Live and loads of things are starting to happen. I'm like, wow, this is, you know, yeah. so do it, people. Seriously. It's the age of the entrepreneur. Whatever you've got an idea for and if you feel passionate about, enough about it, it will happen. The only thing that stands in our way is us, that's it. Once we get us out the way and really let our enthusiasm and passion and motivation and love come through, love for the, whatever it is that we're doing, you know, I love what I do, it will happen and it will make stuff happen. It will make shit happen. I think, I think we'll probably all go away trying the tapping. I know I definitely will. And yeah. also, I think you made an excellent point about, the, about forgetting to breathe because I think yeah. when you're sort of anxious, yeah, yeah. that sort of goes... Yeah, that sort of goes out of the window. Sorry. Do we have time for one question? Oh. Yeah? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Go on, shout it out I now. I just wanted to say, I found the tapping made me feel more anxious. Yeah, yeah. Normal? Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it brings up more stuff. Um, 
when we tap on negative things, we do that because we want to tune into the negative feelings and we, we want to bring as much stuff up as possible because we've got this amazing, we've got the tapping at the same time and the tapping neutralizes and diffuses stuff straight away. First of all, we only dipped our toe. You want to do a couple more rounds and you want to just even bring it in. Even though I'm feeling worse than I did already and I can feel everything's coming up and I just don't know what to do and I can, it's coming up, just keep tapping, keep with it, just keep doing it. And then you'll, you'll, after a couple more rounds, you'll find stuff, stuff will neutralize or, or calm down. And then what you can also do is you can tap on the remaining way that you feel. So even though I still feel anxious and I still feel like I'm overwhelmed, you know, and I still, that's the brain then connects to the remaining part of it. And then what you can do is you can do a round of positive tapping. I choose to feel great now. I choose to move through this now. I choose to believe I can handle this now. I know I can handle what's going on in my life. I'll put that on the notes for homework as well, just so you've got it. Does that make sense? Yes, okay, Thanks, cool, Jane. right. Everybody um, uncross legs. We're just gonna have 10 minutes doing this. Yeah. And you don't have to be at any level to do this, by the way, at all. I want you to just put your palms face up on your um, thighs, actually, because when we do this, I, I often imagine that my palms are like solar panels and I'm recharging from the day that I've had. And yeah, we'll, we'll bring that into the session now, okay? We all good to go? Music? Yeah? Okay, we're just gonna put some background music on. So, close your eyes. And just start taking some really nice deep breaths into the body. doing now is breathing that's it all you're doing is breathing just breathing into the body and as you're breathing into the body I'd like you to practice the tool I surrender so you don't need to say this out loud but just say to yourself now I surrender I surrender surrender. You're surrendering into this experience. You're letting go of trying to control the experience. I surrender. Just focusing on your breathing. That's all you're doing. And now instead of trying to control your breathing, I want you to imagine that you're taking a step back and you're watching your breathing, you're observing your breathing, you're feeling your breathing. Because we breathe in day in, day out, by the minute, by the second, naturally. It happens anyway. And I'd like you to very slowly just start to be aware of where you're breathing into in the body. And for some of you, it might be your chest. Wherever it is, is perfect. And what you're doing is you're focusing your awareness on where in the body you're breathing into. experiencing your breathing, you're feeling your breathing. All you're doing is being aware of where you're breathing into in the body, that's it. And as you're being aware of where you're breathing into in the body, you might notice that when you breathe in, everything in your body expands. And when you exhale, everything softens gently. focusing your awareness on your breathing and where you're breathing into. 
want you to imagine that every time you breathe in to this place in your body, it gets a little bit bigger, it grows a little bit. opens up a little bit. And again, saying to yourself, I surrender. And in this moment, I'd like you to honor any thoughts that you're having. Just be okay with whatever you're thinking. Be okay with whatever your mind's doing. Be okay with any resistance that you're feeling. All parts of you are welcome to be here. Meditation is like exercising the muscle of your mind. The flex is your mind wandering off, and then you're bringing it back to the place that you're breathing into in your body. And that's all you're focusing on now. That's it. just gently be aware of anywhere in the body that you feel tightness or resistance, anywhere in your body right now that just needs a bit of extra support. And I'd like you to just take your awareness to wherever this place is. And you might want to breathe into this place and give it space, give it space. The body knows how to heal itself, it knows how to release. Supporting your body. Listening more to your body. Taking your awareness gently, guiding it back to that place that you're breathing into naturally. I want this to become your lighthouse inside. It's the place that wherever you get lost, you can come back to. Whenever you wander off, just come back to this place. And you're naturally just breathing in and breathing out of this place in your body. And again, saying to yourself gently, I surrender. trying to control this moment. You might notice when you say, I surrender, that everything just softens and your body feels a little bit relieved. And it goes into a bit of a deeper relaxation. And in meditation, sometimes things will start coming up and coughing is just a way of releasing. I want you to allow all parts of you to be here now. And take your awareness back to your lighthouse, back to that place that you're breathing into in the body. That's all you're doing right now. All you're doing is just simply focusing on that place that you're breathing into in the body, that's all. You're becoming more mindful, more aware 
body and what's going on in there. You're becoming more in tune with yourself. And just taking your awareness very slowly to your hands with the palms facing up to the sky. And I'd like you to imagine in this moment that your hands are solar panels and that you are sitting on a beach with the sun shining down on you, really powerfully shining down on you. And you are absorbing all of the energy, all of the light from the sun. And you're allowing this energy and light just to recharge and fill you up again. Imagining that you're plugged in to something and that you are recharging fully. Using your hands as solar panels just to absorb all of that nurturing, nourishing energy from the sun and light. And just honor any resistance that you feel parts of you are welcome to be here. And just really absorbing, absorbing, absorbing all of the, the energy and the sun and the light from the sun. Just feel it shining down on you. Feeling it recharging every cell in your body. Every organ. Every part of you. Gently take your awareness back to where you began. Back to that lighthouse. And very slowly with your eyes closed still, I just want you to become aware of your toes again. Just give your toes a little wiggle gently start becoming aware of your feet, your ankles, your shins, your knees, your thighs, your hips, your pelvis, your tummy, your arms, your shoulders, your neck, your head, moving your fingers and very gently ease yourself back into your bodies and into an awareness, being aware of people around you sitting next to you and just take some nice deep breaths into the body. When you're ready, you can open your eyes again. How's everyone feeling? Okay, just um, just tap your feet on the floor a little bit. Yeah. Okay, Good. can everyone just give Judy a huge round of applause? Thank you. Thanks for listening to this Stylist Live podcast. For more from Stylist Live, visit stylist.co.uk forward slash stylist live.